You are listening to Big Trouble in Little Podcasts. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. internet peeps and welcome to another edition of big trouble little podcast i am joe doves i'm andy and this is where we come here every bi-weekly and talk about movies that we watch on any streaming platform or any movies that we say for you to go watch and come back here and we talk about it but before we get into the movie of the week andy what the hell have you been watching looks like you got a long ass list yeah i watched a bunch of stuff um I I, uh, I went to the actual movie theater and saw Gundam Narrative in its one night one showing um, engagement, which was kind of cool. The movie's really good. It's not as good as Gundam Unicorn for anyone who's ever listened to this Gundam, but it's still really good. It's animated great. Um, I just most of the main characters I never got around to caring about. That might be because it was just a two hour movie and they try to cram in mm-hmm. kind of a lot of stuff. The animation's great. The story's interesting. The music was surprisingly good for Gundam. Like, it was kind of like one of the best Gundam soundtracks I've heard. But I also watched um, uh, the Red Letter Media guys put out a uh, review for Top Secret. I'd never seen it, so I rented it on YouTube and watched it. It was hilarious. It's uh, Val <laughs> Kilmer, and um, it's like a spy movie, sort of. It's made by the people who did Airplane. That's all you need to know. Gotcha. Uh, watch Dead Man. That's a neo-Western starring... Um, Johnny Depp, directed by Jim Jarmusch. Zadoichi the Fugitive, that's the fourth Zadoichi movie, I think. He's the blind samurai. It's, it's like the longest-running film series besides James Bond in the world or something. Mm-hmm. All he Fear Eats the Soul, it's a German movie, uh, kind of about racism. It's extremely good. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and The Nice Guys, I watched those the same night. They're both... Um, not, they're not neo noirs, are they? Maybe they are. I don't know. They're something like that, but they're from the same director. They're both great. The nice guys, I think, are a little bit better. Um, watch Jackie Brown just because. It's you know, a good movie. Jackie, Jackie Brown, the movie kicks ass. Uh, I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure just because I hadn't seen it in like 10 years. It's still hilarious. I watched UHF because I hadn't seen it in like 10 years. It's still hilarious. Have you ever <laughs> seen UHF? No. It's the Weird Al movie from the 80s. It's hilarious. I heard about it. I, I need to check it out. And then I'm I'm signed up to be a charter member on the new Criterion Channel thing, and that gets you early access to Movie of the Week. The service doesn't launch until April, but they're kind of like stress testing it with uh, a new movie each week, and this week was Too Sleep with Anger. Mm-hmm. So I watched it, and it was pretty good. It's neat. It's um, Danny Glover is in it, and he's like... The bad guy? It's it's strange to see him play that role, but man, he's eerily good at it. The only time I saw Danny Glover as a bad guy was in Saw, I guess, kinda. Oh, I've never seen Saw. Really? Yeah. Maybe maybe uh we'll have a little Saw <laughs> watch along or something. I don't know. Um Bill and Ted, are they still doing the sequel that apparently is supposed to be coming out? 
I guess I guess they got like the original actors involved, and if they did it like in a weird self-aware way, that would be kind of fun. I think. Like if it was, the, it, you can't do the same kind of plot, but it should be the two characters kind of looking back on that. Cause you know they're supposed to like create this weird utopia, maybe do something weird with that. That'd be kind of. Mm-hmm. It it would just be funny if like Keanu Reeves is playing Keanu Reeves and runs into Bill and Ted somehow because they travel to through time. I don't know. Something weird like that. Me, on the other hand, I've watched nothing unless you want to count Joe Rogan podcasts for the the past two days. And I know we haven't been here in like three weeks. <laughs> I've just been playing too much video games. I've been playing Pokemon and uh, Resident Evils and all that stuff. You know, it sucks to be a be an adult because you don't have a lot of time, but that's just me making excuses. <laughs> um, the Joe Rogan podcast I watched the uh, one with Alex Jones that was funny as hell. It was like a six hour uh, Alex Jones just going off, just talking about inter inter interdimensional demons and uh, something about aliens <laughs> he just went like a million miles per hour and then the other one i watched yesterday was um jack dorsey who's the ceo of twitter and he brought his like person that looks at all the reported tweets and kind of makes the decisions on when to ban people and tim pool was there tim pool is more of like a Center that's, left. That's uh, the first name you said that I actually. <laughs> oh, Temple. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a, he's a journalist. He's a little on the left side, but he's in the middle, and um, he was just talking to Jack Dorsey and the other lady. Uh, she like, why is this person banned? Like conservatives getting more banned than liberals because. You have one person who's making a joke, and then you have another person that's going, you need to kill all the MAGA kids and stuff, and they're still on the, the site while a conservative is banned. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was real interesting. They did come to, like, a middle ground, which was pretty surprising. Um, The only thing is, I wonder when, if that's going to go through. Like, it, will Twitter take up on what, you know, Joe Rogan and Tim Pool uh, suggested? Like, they came up with some good things. Like, if people are, you know, offended by a tweet or, you know, somebody's going on a tirade where they're just cursing and doing, like, a lot of bunch of negative con uh, comments, like, will there be, like, a timeout period? Be like, hey, I see you're typing a lot of curse words. Do you want to do, do that? And then you have to, like, triple click on the submit tweet thing before it goes out. I've never tried anything like that. Funny. And apparently there's a um, a rating system. So if you go in your settings, you could hit the not safe for work um, feature on Twitter, and it takes out all the offensive tweets. <laughs> so that how does it? It's just it. The most entertaining thing about stuff like that is how does it determine what's offensive and to what level? How does it detect it? Keywords. I'm guessing the AI uh, scans the picture, and if they see, like, 
nothing on a person like it's naked or like any pornographic stuff they just take it down everything's ai based and stuff so and jack dorsey like i had a i still have a hatred of you know banning people because of freedom of speech but this is not a political podcast but he seemed trans more transparent than the um the facebook ceo zuckerberg so it, it, Jack Dorsey seemed a little down to earth. I, I explained it to one of my friends. I said, he kind of looks like he just came back from a John Mellencamp concert. <laughs> that's how he looked on the, the podcast. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. Um, I also... I, I watched better stuff than you, at least to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've seen the Google Doc, I said, uh, I will be changing this. So I'm going to force myself to watch stuff because i need to get back to watching stuff that movies and tv shows are my passion more than games in my opinion all right let, let's move on to movie of the week so i chose the movie polar on netflix and uh, you're, you're probably going to hear a, a broken vacuum going off it's like buzzing what yeah there's like buzzing going on the vacuum is broken in the house and i guess uh, somebody's trying to fix it but anyway polar starring uh mads mickelson uh kind of a quick synopsis uh i like the first scene where johnny knoxville is there and um he's like oh i enjoy uh my retirement retirement's awesome while this like hot chick is in the pool and stuff kind of seducing him and then obviously having sex with him almost. And uh, a group of hitmen just kill him. And uh, the synopsis is you have this like company of hitmen. And when they turn 50 years old, they retire. And the boss, instead of just paying a pension to these uh, people who retire, kill them. Because in the contract, it says when you die somehow... Uh, during your retirement, the company gets all the money. And um, later they reveal that it's as long as you haven't named a next of kin. And then he jokes, who in our profession has a next of kin? It feels like, I don't know, I, I could have been avoidable. Just name a next of kin. Just any old, a, a fake account. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess why would they expect their company double cross like well, look at the company owner. Uh, I want to get this out of the way. I didn't like the villain. I thought he was overhyped. I'd rather have Vivian, possibly, as the owner. Yeah, um, yeah he's like not threatening at all. He just kind of sucks and looks stupid. Yeah, and his... His... In, a, in a serious movie like that, you need to have a villain that has some gravitas. Like, I need to, like, feel like they can do something terrible. And he felt more like um, comedic relief. Well, he, he looked like a stooge. It, yeah. Like, Vivian felt more powerful and more um, boss-like. And she was more of, like, a, a secretary to him. Like, I guess... Where it's like, hey, you need to get on this. And she's like, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. But then she does it anyway. Um, 
I just didn't like him. He was they tried they forced the whole gross factor with the lotion and having his people put lotion all over his body and he was bald. I'm not saying bald is bad, but like he had like a wig and everything. His accent was like terrible. Uh I found out he's British by the way. So I don't know, maybe it just maybe it was forced to be bad with the accent. I don't know. Um to say this was a serious film, I wouldn't say that. It, there was a lot of funny scenes and a lot of fun in general in this, but there is a lot of killing. <laughs> the gore was just amazing. Um and when I mean amazing is like uh Tarantino kind of blood. Would you agree with that? Uh, unfortunately no. I, I not really. I there was the only gore was like the after effect blood sprays and stuff like that. Except for the torture scene, which was needlessly long. It didn't really do anything for the character. It didn't really up any of the stakes. It just mm -hmm. it could have been like, oh they capture it. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of the blood sprays, like when he's shooting people in the head stuff, it's 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 added in post, I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Yeah, I mean, I I thought the gore was kind of animated in a way. Um, I guess the torture scene was not animated. It was weird. There was a lot of different tones in this film, from funny to just like, oh, that's gross, and oh, this is a serious moment with uh, Mad Mickelson and his neighbor and all that. Um, what can I talk about? Uh. What do you think of Mad Mickelson, his character, the Black Kaiser? Uh, he's great. For some reason, even in bad movies, he still shines as like, oh, he's he's the good part of this. Mm -hmm. Something about him, I just like him. He he, he doesn't break out of this this. Uh, what am I trying to say? He gets typecast a little bit. Like he always plays kind of the same character, but he's really good at playing that kind of. Mm -hmm. I think it has something to do with his look as well. But yeah, he's 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 a good actor in that way. Pulls it off. I like it. Yeah, and if anybody wants to know his character, he's about to retire at fifty, and they kind of show like him talking to, I guess his accountant, where he you know he has four different properties. Uh, he sends two hundred thousand dollars to a per, uh, a charity, and I'm doing quotation marks charity. And um, he adds up all the total of what his pension is going to be, and it, it rounds out to $8 million. Uh, so, and he, I, his character, you kind of see that he, all his life he's been killing, so he has no hobbies. So, so he, you know, he's in the convenience store. He overhears uh, two girls talking about like a movie, and then he sees like a movie rental box. So he goes rent that movie after the there, and then he buys a dog because he's like, you know, uh, maybe I need a dog in my life since he's retiring. And <laughs> I hated that scene, by the way, where he's having a nightmare and he just shoots a dog. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I, I was like. Were they trying to go for a funny factor in that? Because yeah, cause it wasn't really funny. Yeah, and it just because Mads Mikkelsen he goes shit, and then 
he he buys a goldfish because I guess maybe shooting a goldfish would be less less money, I guess. Um, and he's just watching movies. He's watching. He's reading books about fish, reading books about dogs, and then um, he, he while he's uh, burying the dog, he sees that he has a neighbor. Can I get this? I want to get this right off the bat. Did you predict what was going to happen when you first saw the neighbor? No. Well, I mean, no, not not the end of the movie now. No? All right. Well, we'll get to the end of the movie soon. Um, what do you think of the action scenes and the, the very few action scenes where Mads... They're Mac- all really well choreographed. It was clear that that's where a lot of the movie went in. I like the scene where he's escaping and he's in the hallway and fights all those guys. That scene's really good. It's really well put together. Um, most of the other action scenes are like, all right, you know, like when they come to kill him, I like that scene. It's not really an action scene. It's more like he outsmarts them in a couple novel ways. So it's it's exciting, but not in the same way that like the fight scene is. Um, I can't even remember the other action scenes besides that one. Yeah, I believe that's it. You had the where he went to the hotel and killed the the Latino hitman, and then and then you had um, when the the A team uh, hitman trying to kill him at his cabin. Did you feel like those people died too quickly? Somewhat. It was an awful lot of build up for like nothing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just kind of barely in the movie. Well, I mean, no, they're in the movie a lot, but then, like, I don't know, he just shoots the one chick through a refrigerator. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I thought that was going to be a lot longer, too. Yeah, I thought they would be pretty much at the end and possibly be the end fight, because when I saw the boss, uh, I was like, is this he? Is he going to be the final fight? Because that's kind of weird. Because he doesn't look like a fighter, but then I was like, maybe Vivian is gonna fight um, Duncan, and even that was underwhelming too, where he just uh, they all come with the soldiers and Vivian, and then he just takes out his you know Nintendo Power Glove and start and shoots him shoots them all, and I was like, so they're really all he had to face was a bunch of stooges soldiers and stuff at the end and i felt that was underwhelming at the point but then kind of segueing to the end um you see flashbacks uh in duncan's uh, nightmares that he has where he's in this street with a uh, black taxi or black limo and stuff and he shoots it and then he opens up the door and he sees uh you know kids dead pretty much besides you don't you don't reveal it pretty much until the end but there was one left alive and that one person was the neighbor that he's living next to this i have to bring up was she following him or did he follow her or did it just happen to be that they both lived in the same area well, she came there because the bank that put money into her fund was there, right? Yes. Yeah, that's how they tracked the the Duncan down. So that makes yeah. more sense. Okay. I guess I missed that part. 
because I was confused. I was like, it can't be coincidence. That would be weird. And it didn't look like he knew himself that it was her. Yeah. Did you find that a little weird, too, that he didn't recognize her? Because he did stare at her for a pretty long time. Well, I didn't recognize her. Like, when they show the flashback, it looks like a completely different person to me. So, I guess I'll, I'll let it slide. Plus, he's probably, like, looked at tons of people down the sights of Pistol anyway, so. True. In his line of work. Of course, that one had more effect on him than the others, because he sees it on memories. But still, I I, I kind of let him have it, I guess. It's, it's probably something he doesn't want to remember. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Pretty much, he got like bad information. Uh, that's why, like, a bunch of kids. I like. She said her brother died, and, and I guess was it her sister too, brother and sister. Yeah. Yeah. So he shot up a, a whole car full of kids, and that would pretty much give you nightmares. Uh, and that's what he was getting. And um, I kind of predicted it a little bit because they kept on showing that scene and. They showed the girl where every time, like, a loud noise would happen, she'd jump, and she would get scared, and, uh, <laughs> did you like the school scene, by the way? Yeah, it was funny. Like, that was the funniest scene in the movie, but that's almost, like, the, the rest of, it doesn't match the tone of the rest of the movie, but I enjoyed the scene, so whatever. You know, it... It seems almost, like, comedically detached, though, that he would think that that's reasonable. But it's still funny. It's funny. It's working. Mm-hmm. And when did you think that she knew it was him? Because uh, when she started kind of, like, staring at him, um, also at the school scene, like, she's on the swing and everything, and she's, like, all sad. And I kept, and I kept on going, why is she sad on that swing? while he's in the school. I, I just felt it was weird because I didn't kind of fully know that it was her that was in the limo. But I was like, something's off with her. And I guess we'll eventually figure it out and that's what happened. Yeah, they, they, they tease pretty heavily that she has something tragic in her past. And then she makes up that story. But it doesn't... Oh, about the Santa? Like, yeah, like it still kind of works out that you're like, no, there's, there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. But the movie lets you have that. You're supposed to wonder. And then just in time for you to forget about it, react after she's been kidnapped, and then it comes back. She... She was in the mansion, right? Correct? Uh, yeah, as far as I know. That's my understanding. How they shot that was weird, too, because um, when uh, Duncan goes to meet this guy named Porter... Which I have no, I guess he's just an old guy that's connected to the company. I suppose, like, he's someone who retired or something. They, they don't set it up at all. Really, they were like, fuck, we need to write a scene where they actually capture him, I guess. So they made up that scene. That's, that was Richard Dreyfus, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they, they probably had him involved. Like, oh, we need a cool. Yeah, it, it, it was just like. I felt like that didn't need to be there. I think anything else would have been okay because we met the other characters. Because when you bring this guy here, it's just like, who is he? 
And when he turns on him, I'm like, oh, just another guy, part of the company who who's backstabbing him. And I just didn't care for him anymore. Yeah. Um, but how they shot that, he was like, you need to go to the mansion. And he, he goes to the mansion. He obviously gets uh, tortured like uh, the um, big boss <laughs> in Metal Gear Solid 3. Which, which is funny because, you know, his eye gets fucked up and he has to wear an eye patch and he kind of looks yeah. like Big Boss. Very reminiscent of Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm-hmm. And um, you have that infamous hallway scene where he just takes out everybody. And then it cuts to this warehouse of a black chick that you don't know about, but somehow Duncan knows. Yeah, another character they don't set up at all, and then there's a scene with her, well, two scenes, I guess, technically, and then that's just it. It's over. Like The, the third act does that more than once, and it kind of pissed me off, because I was like, what the fuck is this movie doing? Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's partially it's the source material. There were like some characters they wanted to fit in, because I, I had to look it up, because I was curious, because it said in the source association with Dark Horse Entertainment, so I thought, oh, this is based on a comic book. It's based on a webcomic. Really? Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. I guess a pretty serious one. And either it's owned by Dark Horse or Dark Horse, Dark Horse probably like published the trades or something. Yeah, what was weird about her is the end of that scene where she was like, I didn't know if you were coming for the guns or me. And I'm like, why would he come for you? Yeah, we, we don't know who this character is. Is there a love interest? Did they... And they they didn't really even show it. Like even when she woke up, like she took care of him, but like you knew that she was kind of a friend. There's probably deleted scenes where there was more of her or something. Maybe I just assumed they were characters from the comic, and the people who are making it wanted to be true to the source material, which is an admirable cause. But you still have to obey movie rules in that I need to know it helps. Mm-hmm. And then. From there, that's when they had the uh, warehouse fight, which was underwhelming. And then he came to uh, back to the mansion to kill Blut. The, Blut is the, the owner of the company. Um, kind of track back a little a bit. Blut, when he's talking to, which I think is, is in his investors, that kind of look like vampires. Yeah, what the... That was weird too. Like, it, I felt like the movie was trying to. <laughs> like, I, I laughed out loud because of how like I'm in middle school and I just saw The Matrix for the first time. That scene was <laughs> pretty much. And um, like, ah, I got my dad's sword. It's Roman sword. The hilt's made of her made bones. But even the vampire investors were like. Well, how are you going to get a profit? He's like, well, when these hitmen that are retired, they die and we get their money. Yeah, I like that uh, these people that he's doing business with, he's saying, oh, I'm uh, going back on the contracts I have with my employees and murdering them. That's something you want to tell someone that you're trying to build a, a business contract with. But whatever, they're like movie villains or whatever. So well, they kind of go, okay, and then end scene. So and then never come back. Yeah, and then Duncan going back to the end again. Duncan kills um, Blood with a axe and throws his head out of the window. And <laughs> I I think the best part is the secretary. 
I was like, do you have an appointment with Mr. Blood? And then they just walk past her, and she's like, I'll make it tea or coffee. And then when he dies, he's just, she's like, oh, dear. And I'm like, that was pretty funny. Good for her. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say. Um, my thing with the movie is some parts were funny. Some parts were good to see. But overall, I think the editing and the writing was just weird. And yeah, one of my biggest complaints was like the visual tone because some of some scenes are like obnoxiously colorful. They look like they're trying to like out Guy Ritchie. Some of the the like the very first scene with Johnny Knoxville and and some other random scenes. Usually, whenever that that team of assassins is together, they're like the the color saturation is weird and everything's bright and obnoxious. And then all the scenes with with Mickelson are like dark. Are dark and like tone way down and uh, not. I mean, it's not like they're black and white, but you can almost see them in black and white, which I actually really dig. But you gotta choose one. Both of them work, but you need to choose one and then have the tone of the movie match it. I, I think that darker tone would have worked better. You know, I'm I'm always saying like, oh, I'm kind of sick of that too. I'm not middle school, but it kind of worked with with Mickelson's character and some of the the plot and stuff like that but then every once in a while there'd be those weird colorful scenes that would like drag me out of the movie mm-hmm. i just got tired throughout the movie because they were doing they were putting so much in your face be like this is here this is here this character and you're just like oh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Do- doggy sorry i think my mail just got delivered she's burning. <laughs> hey 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 come here Hey. That's why dogs don't like uh, mailmen. Yeah, the cliche is true. Thanks a lot, dog. You're all over this recording now. <laughs> you sit. Good girl. Yeah. Sit. But the pacing in the, in this film just... <laughs> Come here. You're going outside. Come on. Doggy dog. We're banished. Banishment. But, but to say it again, like the, the pacing was just tiring for me, and I think I'm gonna have to say I don't recommend it. Cause I, I guess only if you want to watch it and just turn off your brain, you'll have a fun time. But me, when I watch movies my brain is always on and i'm just like why is this happening so i I go with uh i don't recommend what about you no i don't really recommend it there's too many moments where several times in this movie someone gets shot i'm like are are you not dead what's going on here like people get shot in the chest with a sniper rifle and they're like oh i'm fine it's like dude get a larger caliber just kill them outright it's other people be unnecessary but uh and also, why do they need the woman to go in there? Just get the guy with the sniper. Just figure out where he lives, and then she can leave or do whatever, and then just have the guy with the sniper rifle just shoot him when he's having breakfast the next morning. Why, why does it have to be so fucking complicated? Oh, yeah, and kind of point this out here. Is it this early 2000s or something? Because, like, I felt like these scenes were forced of, like, sex and stuff. Just Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, they, they do that as well. They probably some of the sexuality and doing 
I thought I was watching that Jason Staten movie, uh, Cranked or something. Because <laughs> it had that. Uh, it, it's, not, it's not the best movie. And it's a shame because there's some good stuff in here. It also suffers from, like, it feels like the movie's about to end and then it fucking doesn't. And there's like a whole other act. And you're like, oh, I thought it was about to end. And so I could do something else. But it just keeps going. Yeah, this movie was almost two hours, and that's uh, what uh, an hour and fifty eight minutes. So yeah, technically two hours. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean that's that's a fine length for a movie, but they paced it poorly. Because like after he takes out the team, it feels like they just need to wrap it up, and then it's like, oh no, they kidnap a girl. Oh, you've got to go rescue her. Oh, you got captured. Okay, there's a torture scene. Okay, he escapes. Okay, he goes and talks to the. The, the the black chick for some reason okay he gets guns he ambushes them and uh the chicken red is there he kills him now he's going to the mansion okay now he's going to go kill the guy okay now he rescues the girl okay now they're back at the cabin okay now the big twist at the end and it's like oh my god end mm-hmm. and it's a shame because some of the scenes past that point are actually pretty good but i was still like oh i thought this movie was about even the ending had another like oh my god just fucking end it uh where she the she the screen goes black and then you hear a gunshot and then it comes back and then she's like well can we go kill the person who ordered you to go kill my my brother and sister (laughs) i I think the ending would have been better if she just shot it Mm -hmm. because now it pretty much opens for like a polar two with her and uh Matt Mickelson going after pretty much I guess the company. I yeah, guess. I'm sure I'm sure it like matches the uh the actual comics better the way they did it. But like if you if you imagine that didn't exist, if this is just a self-contained story, I think the better than if she had shot it. Because it, it would have made like the actual what little bit of a message in the story there is more poignant, I think. But no, they, no, forget it. No, it's, we're going to do this instead. And it would have been it's, funny. Uh, not funny. It would have been kind of, I guess, a bittersweet because the whole time the company's trying to kill him so that he can get his money. But in the end, the person that he kind of liked uh, was the person to kill him. And I think that would have had a better payoff than them just going, oh, let's be the, uh, a team and go after the company. And I was just like, ugh. And you know they're probably going to make a, another sequel to kind of... I don't know. I, from what I understand, this movie didn't exactly fantastic. And usually, a movie going straight to Netflix for distribution means people who made it didn't have a lot of faith in it. So, I don't know if that... I don't know. Alright, so we both don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> next week's movie, uh, we're actually going to be starting a Planet of the Apes ranking... Uh, segment where we watch all the Planet of the Apes movie and we kind of give our ranking on it. Uh, so we're gonna start with the first one, which came out in 1968. So uh, Planet of the Apes. Uh, if somehow you could rent it, uh, I know it's like three dollars on Amazon or something like that. Or if you have it uh, on DVD or Blu-ray, you know, good for you. Spoiler alert! It's a great movie. Yes. So. Uh, Watch Planet of the Apes and then come back here and then we'll talk about it. Uh, moving on to news that matter to us. Finally, Sonic was revealed. Um, he looks weird. 
It looks awful. It looks fucking disgusting. Why? What? What's with all these like live action shit that is happening now these days? Like you have to have a live action, um, like Lion King movie, Aladdin. Now Sonic. This is like why? Pikachu. The what? Pikachu. Yeah, that too. It's like I don't know if it makes money though, but if they do it well, then good for them. But I, I feel like they're going the wrong way with the Sonic thing. Why do you have to redesign the wheel? Just have Sonic three uh, like CG'd in and have actors talk to someone in a green suit or something. Have them talk to Jaleel White in a, <laughs> in a green suit or something like that. If you have to, do it, frankly, you don't. Just I don't know. Yeah. Sega doesn't know how to Sonic anymore. I mean, Sonic Mania was brilliant. That's because a bunch of fans made it. Yeah, fans of the series uh, got outsourced to make the game, so... But maybe it'll be good inexplicably. Maybe it'll be, like, super self-aware, and, like, he looks terrible on purpose, and they hired some, like, really good writers or something. I doubt it. Maybe they hired someone who knows how to turn this into something entertaining. But whatever. It looks like trash, and I'm upset, but the Detective Pikachu trailer is hilarious, so at least I have something. Yeah, Detective Pikachu looks looks okay. Like, I kind of would want to watch Detective Pikachu over the Sonic movie, but then again, I haven't seen any trailer yet for Sonic, so I kind of don't want to give my judgment yet, but the reveal of him looks stupid, just like the teases that they were giving. Looks awful. Yep. Uh, more sad news. Uh, Luke Perry died. He was in. He was uh, Dylan in Nine Hundred Two and L. I used to watch that with my mom a lot before school, um, and after school because it was on after school too, like the new episodes. Uh, he's also in the um, uh, what was that Riverdale? He he's he's a father in that. Um, that like now, right? Like now they need to kill the characters. Yeah. They, they got to figure out what to do now. <laughs> uh, and he's also uh, the father of the wrestler that is now in AEW, Jungle Boy. Um, so his son is a wrestler. So my condolences to the uh, the Perry family. Um, to come some positive news, um, Jordan Voke Roberts, the... Um, director for the metal gear project that they're doing uh who knows when it's coming out but they're working on it so i guess it will come out eventually um he got a dm on twitter from somebody that said uh hey i have a uh photoshop of oscar oscar uh isaac newton is it isaac or just oscar isaac oscar isaac yes yeah Isaac Newton. <laughs> um, and he, and uh, Jordan is like, yeah, shoot, show me. And in the tweet, they uh, he got a picture of a Photoshop of Oscar Isaac looking like Snake. Uh, it is Photoshop, so if you go look it up on Google, it looks pretty cool. And uh, Jordan was impressed in it, and he said, uh, Oscar Isaac, this is in your uh, court now. Uh, pretty much throwing his hat in there that, you know, he would want Oscar Isaac as Solid Snake. 
So what do you think about that? I think it'll work really well. I like Oscar Oscar Isaac as an actor a lot. Like he's great, and um, apparently he's on board with it too. There's an interview that IGN links to where he says he'd be down to play steak. He wants to throw his hat in for that, or he says something. So he's down. The director's down. Someone needs to make it happen because that would be great. Mm-hmm. He's the best, and you know I, I have low expectations for. Hollywood handling Mel Gear, but it would be really great if they just did it right. Well, he did it great with a uh, King, uh, King Kong, right? That King Kong movie. Didn't Jordan uh, Roberts do that one? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. Let me look that up. Real if quick. so, then he did do a good job. Cause Skull Island. Skull Island. Click on it. Do 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 do. Yep, that he's a director of that. So. Interesting. And he also did Planet of the Apes, it looks like. Um, War of the Planet of the Apes. I don't know what it He worked on it, at least. That was Matt Reeves who directed it. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm, Oscar Isaac is a good actor. I liked him in that... Uh, I like him in Star Wars, obviously. And that, that one robot movie that I'm drawing up. Yeah. Yeah. He he was really good in that. He's in Annihilation a bit too. He's good in that as well. Same director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Photoshop looks good and I think he could do Snake's voice. You don't need David Hayter his voice to play Snake. Uh but if he could emulate it somehow, that'd be pretty cool. Who who would you want as Colonel, by the way? Oh, I don't they there's this thing Hollywood's doing now where they have a lot of actors that are like in the eighties they were big and now they're like older and they bring them back for roles like that. Someone like that, like a Kurt Russell or or something along those lines would be What about uh, a, what about a Gene Hackman? Yeah, something like that. Yes. That'd be pretty cool. Get he Gene, was more big in the seventies, I guess, but still something. Get Gene Hackman as a Colonel Jordan and I'll be happy. Yeah, but that's pretty much the news. Um, Andy, you working on any projects you want to talk about? No, nah, not really. Yeah, uh, me, I'm working on the project with Zach on the video game one, which is the Nemesis project. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, Resident Evil 2 Remake in a week, I think. So... Yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, soon, I'm working on the Resident Evil 2 1998 edit uh, at the moment, and that will be coming out uh, during this week, hopefully. Um, nerdreview.com is where we have all nerdy stuff in there with uh, gaming, comics, movies, and uh, wrestling. So if you want to go there or read or watch some movie, uh, not movie, watch uh, videos, or, pod, or listen to podcasts and stuff, make sure to go to nerdreview.com. Our podcast is on Podbean, which is novnetwork.podbean.com. We have 150 followers there, and I hope you 150 followers are listening because we want your feedback. So make sure you comment on Podbean or follow the link that I have on Podbean where it goes to our Discord and uh, we could chat it up, you know, give us feedback if we're good or not, uh, things you want us to talk about uh, or comment about, and we'll see if it fits during our, you know, show outline and all that stuff. 
Uh, I'm trying to think what else to talk about. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, next week we have Escape from Side Quest, so keep an eye out on that. And then obviously next week is the Nemesis Project. But until next time, everybody, you have a good day. Later. Thanks for listening.